apes <laughs> together. Strong me love ape franchise. <laughs> Tarzan? I love the <laughs> franchise, but the Tim Burton version. No! Oh, yeah. That's the only one With I can Gary about. Oldman. Every time I see Mark Wahlberg at Wahlburgers, I go, Mark, when you getting out of that ape planet? There. He doesn't eat there. We've seen a schedule. At no point on his schedule did it say, stop by Wahlburgers. <laughs> Wait, how did you see Mark Wahlberg's schedule? He posted it online. What is on it? What's on it? Well, it's like that. everyone went crazy because it says he wakes up at 2 a.m. <laughs> Oh God. You don't go to sleep if you wake up at 2 a.m. Well, he, wa- he, he wakes up at, at 2 a.m. He, uh, like, works out. Mm. He does, uh, he has, like, 45 minutes of prayer time. Mm. He has his first meal. Mm-hmm. He has a second workout. He has cryo chamber. Mm-hmm. Then he has, like, some, uh, it's just like he posted it. And it's just, like do- like, minute to minute what he does. He goes to sleep at, like, 6.30 p.m. And then he wakes up at 2 a.m. again. But the problem is, if you actually look at it, there's no way. It's like literally, it's, it's impossible. Like possible. it's yeah. it's like a a kid trying to lie about his homework, and it's like you <laughs> did a terrible you did a terrible job of this because you 30 minutes. It's like 30 minutes for running a thousand miles or whatever. He's like run a thousand miles, and there's a 30 minute window for that, and you're like. Don't think that's how running a thousand miles works. What do you, uh, what do you think the guy who he blinded thought of I that? I knew, I knew Adam was gonna bring. I was waiting for. on actors. I thought you were gonna ask like people. what time he he beats up and blinds. Dude. <laughs> the guy, the guy he blinded said he's okay with him. <laughs> he has to. He be. got a Wahlburgers franchise. Yeah, he wants. Yeah, he wants that <laughs> free cash card at Well, welcome to Filmhouse, everybody. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Hims. Uh, my name is Daniel. I've got Elise Willems, uh, Adam Kovic, and James Willems hello. with me today. Say hello. 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 Thank hello. You. Um, so this week we're going to talk about film franchises, um, maybe kind of broadly, the ones we like, the ones we think are good, and even uh, maybe more so the ones that are bad or never really got off the ground. Maybe mm-hmm. kind of started with one movie that people dislike so much they didn't get to make the other five or six that they were sure they were going to make. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, what, what kind of film franchises are you guys into? I, well, I think one thing I do want to bring up, I don't want to talk about MCU. Yeah, yeah, no, no the, universes. No expanded universes. We can, we can take a week without talking about Marvel oh, in this office. This is, this is something Dan and I talked about, too, where, like, even the notion of franchise has shifted a little bit. Because think, of the universe. In our, yeah, now we're looking at, like, extended shared mm-hmm. universes, which mm-hmm. we build our films and characters in, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I do have one on my list, The Cuckoo. The Conjuring oh. Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Is that what it's called? That's what I call yeah, it. That's what Cuckoo. it's called. Yes. Um, that's from the uh, Aquaman director, right? James Wan I like did that. set up the cuckoo. To visualize this, Dan clicked on <laughs> Underworld <laughs> Awakening. Awakening. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I do I do dabble and, and enjoy those. What, what makes the cuckoo so goo-goo for you, you? <laughs> um, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. I think because there aren't any... Um, there are a few, like, horror... What's going on? Are you throwing up? <laughs> thinking there are a few it? Um, horror franchises that are out there doing well, but mm-hmm. this one is, is more the shared universe, which I think is cool for horror. They, it's strange. Horror kind of lends itself to franchises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the classic ones, the Friday the 13th and the Halloweens, but even more recent stuff, like this Conjuring. Is there something about horror, Yes. the genre, that allows it to be reiterated sometimes? Yeah, it's formatted. Yeah. 
I think that's what, like, anytime you think of a new horror movie, the ones that stand out are the ones that have a new format that can be, that is almost industrialized Saw. in a lot of ways. Yeah, there, sure. I mean, Saw isn't just about a new exciting killer. It's about a new way to be scared, right? Yeah, it's about, That's yeah. what it's about. Like, I can see it as torture porn, but... It's still horror. And they're traps. Like, they're machines and traps, yeah. right? I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I'm actually kind of curious because I've only seen, I think, the first Conjuring and then nothing else. Really? Okay. No. I just, I, I don't like jump scare movies. Um, and I that's all I really got out of it. And it was a, it, it's that type of movie where the, the violin just really reverberates <laughs> back and forth for about 20 seconds and then... Something, a door gets hit or something, and then Boom. I was like, that was enough for me. I don't need to go back. I like the, the actors in it, but then they gave that fucking doll its own spinoff movie. <laughs> yeah, the doll's got three movies now. The doll has three movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the third one comes out this year. So is the wow. nun part of this Dooku? Yeah. Or Cuckoo? <laughs> Cuckoo. Sorry. The <laughs> nun, and the crazy thing about the nun is Lorraine Warren, who is uh, played by Vera Farmiga, you think her sister plays the the character in the nun, the main character. Oh. Lorraine like her real life sister. Okay. But then they're not that's not her. It's just whatever. The, like they, they've set up all this weird shit and you're like, what are you guys doing? They don't think I don't they really know with that stuff. Okay. Is Who Sinister knows? in it too? Um no, Sinister. No, technically Sinister is not. No way, I get Sinister mixed up with another one. There's the Insidious? Other, Insidious, yeah. So Insidious yeah. is not because no. Patrick no. Wilson is in both of those. Yes. Yeah. And Aquaman. So never, okay. And yeah. he's an Aquaman, yeah. He's in five. Patrick he's Wilson. In five with James Wan. Uh, uh, we've talked about him before. Patrick Wilson is um man. <laughs> he is. He is he is uh essential human. He's no he's white bread man. He's man with Issues or inf- mm. inferiorized man, okay, or whatever. Because seems kind of like because man is the dude from Terminator Genesis. Oh, that's oh. right. That's that dude is man or, yeah. or, or Sam Worthington, Jason, Jason Clark. Those, yeah, Jason, Jason Clark. Him. Yeah. Those are man. And he's an eight they, movie because oh. they they show up in things at, where anyone could be, and the the characters that he plays have no attributes whatsoever other right. than the fact that they are white men. Right. That's mm. it. What a what a lottery to win! Patrick <laughs> Wilson at least plays interesting characters, except it's always the same character who's emasculated in some way. Mm. <laughs> and becomes ocean master. Yeah, he's yeah. weak. He's um. weak, or fighting to show everyone he isn't weak. So I guess when I I think of like franchises now, I think of the the extended or shared universes. I think of the sequential narrative universes like Rocky, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about, right? Which is like it's taking a story and then carrying it over mm-hmm. from, you know, from film to film. And then I think of like a James Bond, which is entries in a in a long-running franchise. So like, mm-hmm. just you the know, same character over. Yeah, over. there there are some bonds that like especially in recent years which have had, you know, plots that carry over th- between movies, narratives mm-hmm. that flow from movie to, to the next, but then otherwise it's like it's not necessary. You know, they don't there's no connective tissue to some of them other yeah. than it's the character James Bond on his his mission. Yeah. Well, that, that was just something sort of got me thinking about it after I saw Creed 2. There are a few film franchises that once they can make it past the third one, they seem to go into a new territory of sort of coming back. That I was used to that as a kid. It was always like, by the third movie, it just sucks. Yeah. Batman Forever, uh, Superman. Police Academy. <laughs> Indiana no, no, Jones. you're absolutely right, though. May, may the Major League movies. Yeah, it was for some reason there was this curse that by the time a movie got to the third one, it was like, I even, I thought that was going to happen with Mission Impossible, but then t- 20 better. years later, yeah. they're still making pretty damn well, good movies. Sometimes the timing of it 
is if if there's a movie, a one movie concept that does really well, and then every all the executives go, oh shit, and then they're like, this is something. Like mm-hmm. then the odds are that by the third one it'll be way worse. But if it's just like if it's built as a franchise, it's there's a chance that it'll be better. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say something like Harry Potter or whatever. Okay, like I'm you'll sure. have better odds if you're thinking in terms of franchising mm-hmm. from the beginning. Um, but there's also another scenario where it seems like it's going to franchise. It kind of fizzles or just doesn't work out for whatever reason, and then you revisit it, mm-hmm. which is, I think, kind of what happened with the Rocky franchise and Mission Impossible. They got where, stale. It didn't necessarily get stale because Mission Impossible <clears throat> 2 made a shit ton of money. People forget that. Um, well, we have Limp Bizkit. It just, it just Rocky more. It just didn't work out. Yeah, Rocky, you, you can see it's just like, yeah, it just starts becoming less and less and weaker and weaker and weaker until it's just this completely diluted, distorted version of the original. And you're like, all right, let's take a break. Mm-hmm. And when they do decide to come back, you're like, oh, shit, you've gone back to what made this good. So what is it about a Rocky, and like, I guess, Rocky Balboa and Creed that are successful, maybe whereas, like, they tried the same thing with Rambo? And it uh, didn't I work. Think, uh, I, I think with Rocky, it's like it's when when you revisit it matters because Rocky Five probably wasn't the right time to return to Rocky's story, but Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. was like amazing. I just get like goosebumps when I think about it because that movie totally like you know transformed what we thought of Rocky and. And I thought it was a great conclusion to his story, reinvigorating it with like a new character story in Creed. I didn't think that that they could like bring back Rocky because to me Balboa was the closure mm-hmm. of Rocky. That's the one where they run like a computer simulation and they're like, "Hey, they did a simulation against Rocky versus this great yeah. fighter right now, and like you win or something." So like, so why don't you do it? Yeah, <laughs> was, I only saw the trailer. I never actually saw the movie. That's also my Same. weird thing. I've only ever seen Rocky four. Um, all the, the way through. Oh, I've, I've the Rockies. We we talked about this before. There's so many movies that I grew up watching that were either on TV or yeah. playing at someone's house. Where TNT like, on Saturday or afternoon. or have been spoofed to death. Where I feel like I've seen the movie, but I actually haven't seen the movie. So I've never like I've seen some of the Rockies on TV. Only actually sat down, watched four all the way through, Creed one and two. I've actually never like sat down and watched any other Rocky movie. But I know the story of Rocky one, beginning, middle, and end, and I know every moment but I'll never get to experience it because by the time I was able to watch it it had already been spoofed a million times so it's a ruin I, for me so something like Rocky I think works and the reason Creed you can pass the torch to a brand new character in Creed uh, though I don't know how much further they want to drag that franchise out but um, it's because of the depth of character Rocky is the titular character of the film and the only reason the first movie is so good is because the character has so much depth and is performed with such depth that you're, most of the movie isn't about boxing. Yeah. It's about this guy who's just bouncing a ball around on the sidewalk. Like, that's what most of the movie is. There's more time him ice skating with Adrian than there is, <laughs> yeah. like, him in a ring. Sure. And so, uh, so, like, but that's why you're like, okay, well, there's more that we can tell of this what happens when he gets older that's why Rocky Balboa is so mm-hmm. good well what happens when he's past his, he was already past his prime but now what about when he's truly completely well, utterly past his prime child yeah I mean the, Which, the, the problem with the f- like the five version yeah. is they thought we were interested in the child is that what happened in Rocky five I was gonna ask you you yes. mentioned that I have no idea like, well yeah I mean it's it's displaced you know father-son relationship because then when 
uh, Tommy comes in and mm-hmm. he's training him and there's a whole like but his relationship with his son his son doesn't want to go into boxing or whatever, yeah. right mm-hmm. but uh, Creed 2 kind of uh, does some rep- like reparations to the failed Rocky son yeah. relationship or storyline mm-hmm. Creed, Creed 2 is a better version of the exact yeah. same plot of Rocky 5 and it works because they realize that we want to. You either have to give us a really interesting character, which Rocky Four, his son in that is terrible. I mean, just horrible, portrayed by his Sylvester Stallone's actual son, who is not an actor Ooh. and is just not good. Mm-hmm. And you don't care about him, and he's kind of an asshole. But then you get Michael B. Jordan, who's just a big ball of charisma, who we already like, and now you can inject him into that story. And so there's character there. Now we get to see what this character we love. Well, does when faced with a conflict with this other character. And you're juxtaposing two father-son relationships and then combining them for, like, two men who have these weird, estranged relationships mm-hmm. in different ways. I, I, I get goosebumps when I talk about Rocky. I think about Rocky. The difference there between Batman mm-hmm. is because what is the character of Tim Burton's Batman? Hey, whatever you that's need not what's, that's not what It's fine. It's not <laughs> a fault of the movie, but that's not what makes the movie interesting, so yeah. much so that when they made Tim Burton's Batman, they just skipped the whole fucking origin. They just jumped into him having been Batman for yeah. however X amount of years and then gave that. you a flashback that kind of like showed you what's up with that. Just yeah. honestly, so they could develop the Joker, not so they could develop uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah and so by the time you get to number three, you're like, I, so he talks with therapist. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Like, I don't care <laughs> at all. That, that's just, I guess, because filmmaking has changed where you, you, the, you see it succeeding, you see it fail where people go, this is going to be a franchise. Golden Compass is going to blow you away. And the first one fails and go, never mind. I'm sorry. Or Percy Jackson or any of these other things, which those are based on books, yes. But Well, I think Golden Compass, they're going to do Dark Materials as a TV show. They are, mm-hmm. yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Dan okay. Give it another yeah, try. We were talking to about this. Snicket, which yeah. was a failed first movie in a yeah. series that maybe it's just not meant for movies. Now yeah. that TV production that's a, that's a great enough. comparison. I was saying to Dan earlier, like, Lemony Snicket didn't work as a film. Mm-hmm. I think the series is flawed. I watched it all, but I'm still. But that might be the format for some things, and why some of these franchises can't get off the ground because mm-hmm. it's not the right place. I for mean, them. it flawed, but we watched three seasons of it, which is <laughs> there's a third season, what, eight episodes, eight hour long episodes. <sighs> so that's a lot, uh, way more than I could tolerate of the movie. Yeah, you know. So, hmm. um, but like the the Batman comparison now, it it was interesting that when they looked at the Dark Knight trilogy, they said there was going to be a beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. And it worked really well. But it seems to be the way movies used to work, and this this goes for Rocky and a lot of other, even the original Planet of the Apes. The first one comes out, they go, it's done. We wipe our hands of this. We're moving on. And they go, hey, that movie did really well. How much would it cost to have you do another one? And they go, oh, uh, I guess we could do some more stuff. Whereas now they're thinking, well, maybe this could move on. Whereas like, it's, it's really interesting that Rocky came back from that. Because Rocky seemed to have the sequelitis problem where they're like, what the fuck do we do? He has brain damage. He can't box anymore. He's got to train someone else, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think a lot of it, like what you're saying, too, where it's like the this movie would come out and make a ton of money, and the studio would say, we need to return to this. I think a lot of directors used to be like, I'm not making a sequel. That's yeah. sequel's that's bad. beneath mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. Sequel, sequel yeah. bad. No. So then they'd attach it to somebody that didn't have that original vision or passion. And obviously, it, it just didn't have the or magic. Skill, behind, probably. Or skill, and well. didn't have the magic. But now I think directors are like... You know, you have your Guillermo del Toro who's like, yeah, I want to make three Hellboys. They're not going to let him make three right. Hellboys. He mm-hmm. makes God two. But <laughs> the the best and worst example of franchise fatigue, I want to say, is the Terminator franchise. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Because 
The first one did well. And they said, all right, James, here's your money. You can make a sequel. Could have done the exact same thing, and he didn't. In fact, he made a movie that's one of the few sequels where the sequel makes the original one better. Mm-hmm. And then He did it with Alien 2 as well. He did, well, he did, well <coughs> but he didn't do the first one. That's what uh, I'm saying. Okay. I mean, he did a great job with Aliens because he expanded on it. And that's what I don't think anyone typically does. They, they seem to be doing it more these days, like with Creed. Like someone asked the question, like, well, what, what is Apollo's kid doing these days? But then like with Terminator, they said, well, what if we did this? And the problem is the studios or other people, I feel like they – they lose the substance of what made that sequel better. And they said, they look at the base and they go, oh, they had a liquid Terminator. I get it. We need a new gimmick. Every movie, that's what we do. And they go, no, you, yeah. you have to just change the complete, you change the formula. Yeah. That's what you do because Terminator 3 is just Terminator yeah. 2 again, but far worse. And I think it helps, like we talked with Rocky, where like if you have a character and you're focusing on like what that character's story is, you're not stagnant through life. Like you go through mm. like phases through life you go through changing and that's why like like james was saying too like we want to see what what would old rocky be like mm-hmm. and uh so when it when it, the compromise is like well, let's just make a new liquid metal man <laughs> like let's not <laughs> show that's any not growth well even worse right? and did you watch sitcom, did you watch yeah. genesis oh um, i didn't see no, Gen- Gen- Term- they, they, or genesis they, they even they missed they whiffed hard on that they go what if we get a liquid terminator but he's asian you're like okay <laughs> Wasn't he supposed to be playing Jason Patrick's character? It doesn't matter. What if he's Asian, but let's not go that far. He'll only be Asian for the beginning, and then he'll turn into a white dude. Oh, did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, because he becomes John Connor. No, there's a completely different Liquid Terminator. No, no, no. There's an Asian (laughs) Terminator at the beginning of the movie. He's Liquid. Yeah. Yeah. And then to get in close, he turns into John Connor, and then he he stays as John Connor for the rest of the movie. Hmm. Didn't they spoil that whole movie in the trailer? Yeah. Well, they spoiled that. They spoiled they, that aspect. They spoiled the that John, the Connor's, John Connor's a bad guy, but who the fuck cares because they recast John Connor to <laughs> nobody, and they didn't make it matter. So when they were like, they ruined my movie by spoiling it in the trailer, I was like, no, no. you made it. You ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every person you cast in this movie was bad. But. I think a so, lot uh, of it comes from, from inclination. Yeah. I think I think when they, when they made Creed, Ryan Coogler, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I have a, I have what I think is a really good idea for Vision. a story. I think this guy's a real character, and I think I see how he could reasonably fit in good improv. You know, I always talk about franchises having having to have good improv, yeah. and like you can be a great movie, but if you didn't play nice with the one that came before it, then you're just a bad improv partner. Creed is great. It doesn't step on anything. It doesn't rewrite anything. It doesn't make new rules. It's just an extension of and a continuation of. a realistic progression. With a new perspective and a fully realized character. And everyone was like, this is fucking great. Yeah. It's great. So something like, sorry, uh, we're we're talking about franchises and having, uh, rolling with the punches. What about something like Prometheus? Where the Alien (laughs) franchise is pretty good, but then really took a downturn similar to Terminator. But they were trying something different. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just trying to have new aliens in a new location, Prometheus was trying to be something else. I mean, Prometheus has interesting world building and mythology. Mm -hmm. I think it just maybe for me personally, it suffered from making me care about the stakes of it. I think to James's point about bad improv, like alien three is basically no, but (laughs) you know, no, they did. (laughs) Like, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think Prometheus is also bad improv too. Because they were like, well, uh, actually, here's what happened before. And I'm like, never cared, never asked that question mm-hmm. at all. 
didn't concern me. A lot of people don't it doesn't even match up. Was. Sometimes but, you don't you don't ask it, but you, they teach you that you oh you should have cared. Yeah, you know? except that it's stuff like spoiler for Crimes of Grindelwald, but like the end of that, you're like. <laughs> Hey, here's an answer to a question that nobody ever thought to ask How because it's not poop? important at all. <laughs> like, very wizards poop? I, also, you Prometheus. Did you tweet recently? I saw that. Uh, uh, wizards got rid of poop before bathrooms? Yeah, because there were no toilets They take a shit on Hogwarts. the floor and then go like, pooparatus. <laughs> that was a whole movie. There's t- honestly, like, the people working on Harry Potter need to just take a step back. Put that creativity <laughs> towards something else because those these are all... J.K. Rowling? I mean, um, it's not just her. Maybe maybe someone can help in the comments or tweet us or whatever, but has there been a, a time in cinematic history where you've gone back in time and you answered a question to either something you didn't know or you didn't know about um, and you were impressed? Phantom Menace. It, no, no, that one doesn't work either. Oh, you mean like a prequel to yeah, a movie? Yeah, every time they do it, it's Where they bad. go back in time. So like Solo, never how did he get that gun? Scream no one cares. Three. Okay, and Scream Two. Billy Loomis's. It was not Billy. It was oh, Billy Loomis's oh, mother. That movie is oh, it set was not there, right? Billy that's, a that's a wreck. That's a wreck. Godfather Two. What? Oh, Godfather, Godfather Two. Godfather two. But that was like thirty years ago, so it doesn't. Godfather Two. So, what was the really interesting thing that they did? How did Don Corleone get to Don Corleone? That's. Yeah, I, I it's. Um, no, yeah. I, I think. But, I'm thinking, but when the defense is a movie that came out thirty years ago, it's, thinking, it's not a defense. I'm thinking more along the lines of like, those like really dumb Indiana Jones. No, Temple of Doom's the worst. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. Worse than Crystal Skull? I think it might be. I it, just watched it, it recently. Temple Doom has the coolest intro. What? When he's in that casino. Have you actually seen <laughs> how <laughs> Temple of it. Doom starts? It starts with the musical number, fully realized on a Broadway stage. That's great. No, it's bad. I guess I'm thinking more- I would say more, they're both terrible. I'm thinking more like minute details. So like in Terminator Salvation, they they went really far their way to go, this is how he got a scar. It's like, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares how he got a scar. No one cares how Han Solo got his belt buckle. Or his name. Or why, yeah, where's the name come from? Like Prometheus, same thing too. It's like, maybe it's more interesting that we don't know where the aliens come Can from. Because that's- Just bring better. up a list of prequels. I'd just be curious, other than Godfather 2, if there's ever been a, something like this where it's gone back ahead of time. Again, Godfather 2 is a character Well, question. I mean, I guess Batman Begins went back beyond our current Cinema consciousness of Bruce Wayne. Right? Yeah, but in its own world, it started in the present. Yeah, oh, Huntsman. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. The uh, thing. Uh, no. None of these uh, get my rocks no. off. I'm sorry. Joseph, King of Dreams. No, that one didn't no. do it for me either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, even Batman, though, they did the thing where they said, oh, Rise Ra's al Ghul had a daughter. Oh, Annabelle daughter. Creation is better, better than the first Annabelle hey, film. Hey, I got one. Bumblebee. <laughs> oh, hey, no, no, very yeah. no, no, and I, I hated the way they did that in Bumblebee, where at the very end, spoiler, we're totally spoiling Bumblebee, sorry, at the very end he goes, I'll be Camaro now. And you're like, I didn't need that. Wait, what? I, I didn't need it to circle. So the whole movie, he's a he's a, a VW right. bug, he's like Bumblebee. he was in the cartoon. People were really upset. It was people. I, people, when the first Transformers movie came out, said, why the fuck is he a Camaro and he becomes a new Camaro? I was like, because GM gave the money a bunch of the movie a bunch of money so they would show off their cars that's why so at the end of bumblebee he he looks out at the freeway and goes camaro now and he becomes a camaro for no reason other than it's yellow so that it sinks back up with the first movie that they're pretty much retconning anyway because all those movies retcon each other no matter what mm-hmm. and i was like they didn't have to do that it didn't need that x-men days of future it d- past it didn't need it yes yeah. you're right it didn't need that's it that's a good pass but it didn't that's ruin the movie <laughs> <laughs> castle and, and it still, one. It's no, still yeah. allows it still allows 
uh, Bumblebee to be far superior to the other ones. <laughs> I, I agree. Would, I agree. I would say not Grindelwald, but like when Kong you look Skull at Island? and it's. <laughs> but that's but that's a reboot of a yeah, whole. Th- that's its, its own yeah, thing. It's when you look I'm at not, this um, is Wikipedia's. List, it's so. you know it's just an aside in the books and whatever an aside an aside in the movies too. But I do like you know the little the, the little backstory of the Elder Wand in Harry Potter. It's fun. Yeah, you can like things that you could read in a Wikipedia article, <laughs> but in terms of whether or not you think the movie really adds something, no, absolutely not. Can Scorpion I? King. No, no, but like even in, in Grimble Balls, like when they go, thank you so much, McGonagall, they, like what? who does that I mean, help? No, that's bad. That's, that's it's really also bad because it's bad improv because it doesn't make I'm sure any we'll sense. think of something. Can, can I say something that I wanted to say about yes. Viva uh, Rock franchises? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Care Bears, two. I, something that I think. Oh, dumb, there was the Dumb and Dumber where when Harry met Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> They're all um, terrible. You're right. <laughs> I, this is a completely different aspect of the topic, but I do think there are certain franchises that rest on certain talent, mm-hmm. and the Naked Gun movies. There is no one. You could make those movies with other than Leslie Nielsen in the mm, role of Frank Drebin. Like Simpson. <laughs> 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 well, the third one wasn't as good, and it was missing a little bit of that, it, that running magic. It, so there that was also magic. There was also a period of time in the middle to '90s to early 2000s where you could not make a good movie. Like at all? Wait, yeah. When? <laughs> Mid nineties t- to like early two thousands, you just couldn't make it. Okay. Good movie. It just wasn't I, I, possible. Was Isn't that when Lord of the Rings came out? No. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> there was something track, that opened up yeah. in the space right, time. Right. I, so actually, here here is one thing. I will say this. I, I did think of the one prequel where I did like it. What and is it? I'll I probably I don't think I should go into full detail on it, but um, Fargo. Oh yeah. The movie. Got a TV show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it it didn't have to, it didn't it had no right to do this, but it it loops itself into the Fargo universe mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's so minor and it was so good. Fargo the TV show is amazing, it's fantastic. Here's, the the first two it. seasons I thought were. I thought the third season was great. I too, think the second is the best. Little, I was a little iffy on the third, but yeah. I, I still two was better. It. I think it's the best. I just think. Yes, but that's TV. Again, that's TV. Yeah, and sometimes that, that's where the medium belongs, if there's another story yeah. to tell. I also think, like Elise said, though, there's an auteur factor. There's definitely of like a talent factor, and sometimes mm. it's cyclical. So like, you won't get James Cameron agreeing to make Terminator 3 because he's over that shit and he wants mm. to do other things. But if someone else raises their hand and said, I'd love to do it, they're the wrong person for the job, <laughs> well, why because is- they're they're not going to do it very well. It's this is that means they're a director for hire. But if you give it like 10, 12 years, mm-hmm. and someone says I'll do it, it's because they were a fan and were influenced by that property, and they have an actual good idea again. Why, why does Michael Bay make like six Transformers movies? He has ego issues. Okay. I think he. I honestly believe, and I've never spoken to him before in my life, <laughs> but I honestly believe he. Hates the idea of someone else doing it for him, because hmm. that I think he feels yeah. like that emasculates him. <laughs> I I told this to I think I said this to James and Bruce before. I'm not sure if you're in the room, Elise, but I said my problem with Michael Bay is every time he makes a movie, his first question is, "What would the president think about this?" In what respect? And that's why, I think that's why Bumblebee works so well because it's such a small scale. Never once they went, "Mr. President, there is a a Bumblebee out there," and he goes. 
call in the Air Force. <laughs> and that's honestly, that was one of the reasons why I didn't, that was one of the moments I didn't like in Dark Knight Rises. And I go, Mr. President, we need to bomb Gotham City. It's like, take the fucking White House out of it. Like, keep it to the characters. And like, don't, we don't need to go to Washington to find out this stuff. They like, should have called, uh, 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 with Tiny, Tiny Lister. Who? <laughs> the criminal from the, from the boat. With the cross-eyed, the oh. president, the president, so, like, we got to bomb the city. What do you think we should do? Oh. And he's like on the phone in prison. <laughs> Let him live. He's the president so, from the fifth element. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Adam. When, when you're looking at a sexy man, what is the first thing that you see when you look at him? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Well, there. And, and his sexy hair, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So uh, there is a problem out there uh, with men our age and uh, their hair and losing it. 66 percent of men in their 30s start losing their hair. Is your hairline slowly starting to sneak backwards like mine? I see my luscious locks starting to slip back and honestly, it scares me a bit. One of the problems with hair loss is that once you start to notice it, it's too late. The thing is, is that it's far easier to keep the hair you already have than to replace the hair you've lost. Do you want your hairline to recede entirely or do you want to do something about it? Why turn to weird pills and supplements from the corner liquor store or rhino horn and giraffe foreskin from the dark net when you can turn to real medicine and actual science? The solution to this hairy problem is 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you to real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Hims provides well-known, generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Please go and discuss this with your doctor. See if this is safe for you in your particular body and health situation, and then hit up Hims. Hims makes it so easy. Answer a few quick questions which a doctor will review and then prescribe you should everything check out. The products are shipped directly to your door. No need to wrestle with a pharmacy down the street. Order now and Filmhouse viewers will get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now while supplies last. See the website for full details on this offer. This would cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. So uh, go to 4 that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S, dot com slash filmhouse f-i-l-m-h-a-u-s that's for hymns.com slash filmhouse so uh back to franchises uh we could talk about mission impossible but at least had a that's franchise uh, well <laughs> a franchise that that <laughs> I, think I i get confused got lost in i made a note of it got lost in the uh shuffle. late 90s shuffle yeah. was lethal weapon oh yeah because Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 are great movies. Mm-hmm. What about 3, 4, 5, and 6? Oh, not so good Or movies. Die Hard. They're not. Are, then, they, are they? But then this is an example of somebody went 20 years later and said, it's the it's the wrong example, where you said maybe, like Fargo. Yeah. Fargo is an example of 20 years later, bringing it to television, yeah. a different medium, doing the story great. Someone brought it to television and said, let's do Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah. And they were just fighting on set. They, they yeah, didn't care about well, the there's, show. There's a difference that between dude was a brand recognition and having someone who's like, I have a really good idea for a story for Fargo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Lethal Weapon series and the, sorry, Don, the MacGyver series. <laughs> and now there's the, what's the new one? The former uh, well, uh, Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Oh, and Hawaii Five. These are just because these are it's just names. Brands. And they're like, this way we don't yeah. have to make a new font. Which is, which is so, st- <laughs> well, it's brand recognition. It's just to reuse a font. It, it, I hate that they're like, they, they do that to bring back a show that's like, it's already, all, they're just using the tropes that the show or the movie had already done. It's like, do you need to call it Lethal Weapon to do a show about a hothead 
and uh, you know a, a normal uh, other cop is ready He's to retire. Old, yeah. To get a studio executive to say yes, you do. It turns well, out. Well, I, I think so, maybe yeah. um, one of the reasons something like Fargo is successful is again the talent behind it. We were talking about the auteurs and the mm-hmm. the people that actually care about making movies and do it well. Was oh, it Noah Holloway? Is that the guy's name yes. that did mm-hmm. Fargo? And then he Legion. That Legion, and he's doing something else. Um, but an extremely talented guy making Fargo is a lot different than, you know, generic TV director number one making Fargo or Lethal Weapon, the TV show. How dare you? <laughs> There's some real talent behind Game of Thrones. I do think, so kind of like Holly just came Holly? we talked Howl? about, oh, I think yeah. horror, the horror genre is the Howly. same as the action genre, though, too. Like Halloween or Leatherface? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the horror genre is about, like, Ooh. The premise of it. Oh yeah. Right. Is it is is it a giant looming figure that stalks? Is it oh every time you go to sleep? I think that's a big. You don't need character. I mean, sometimes for bigger well for it's that. It's just great premise. That's yeah. I think premise you know? can go because I think Planet of the Apes like is great premise. Yeah. James Bond <laughs> is great character. It's like this is a great <laughs> Wait, character think, archetype. Oh, so Pl- Planet of the Apes, you think is great premise? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think it's a really interesting film. I know you love to shit on Planet of the Apes, yeah. <laughs> but people become monkey servants <laughs> is great See, premise. So I real quick, the thing that Noah Holloway is attached to is Doctor Doom movie. Okay. Okay. I think... See, for me, the Planet of the Apes seems like it is actually character that is driving that franchise. It's Caesar. Okay, yeah, because yeah. what if... I don't think people circus. care as much about the promise of apes battling tanks as you do, but I think... Or riding horses as you do... I think most people, I think the reason that has three movies is because of Andy Serkis as Caesar and people are invested in him as a character. That's why everything else, every single movie, everything around Caesar changes. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the apes, the, the apes movies is the, uh, the better version of the Jurassic World franchise. Like they are I mean, actually that could be literally. I took a shit earlier today. That's the better version <laughs> but of I, the but I mean, World it's, it's the still, still the same sort of concept. Caesar is blue. That's your comparison there, and then uh, oh, experiment. Dis- disagree. Experiment. Caesar is Chris Pratt. I don't know. Absolutely, yeah. Caesar isn't just an no. op- who has Chris a Pratt personality list Caesar. object. No, I think I think people are because <laughs> I only say that because we saw a preview for Jurassic World two or whatever it was, and then like they, he goes blue, and someone goes <gasps> someone in the audience he's Blue's back, back, and I was like, shut up, what? <laughs> you don't care, you don't care about the CGI dinosaur, he's not real. Caesar's real. Godzilla's another franchise that they keep reinventing, and mm-hmm. well, I didn't see the last one, but some people liked it. Seventy Shin years. Godzilla's well, I think cool. I think sometimes you can see when when franchises are successful is because people understand the premise of Godzilla was man, how cool is it that this man in a suit smashes a miniature city? Yeah. How cool or how frightening mm-hmm. or how, what an emotional response I get to seeing that excitement. So it's, and it's, then they were like, let's remake it. Put Aaron Taylor Johnson in there, saving a little Asian boy, and let's make that most of the movie. And oh, shockingly, out. there was no sequel to that. Well, no, it's happening <laughs> yeah, now. Now there yeah. is, but you know what they had to do? They had to reset the whole fucking thing. They had to so. bring in a new director. Oh, okay. They had to bring in basically a whole new premise for it. Ten more which, monsters. by the way, what does the premise appear to be from the trailer? A bunch of big fucking monsters battling each other as eleven. Watches like that's the, the, hopefully as much as we get. <laughs> I saw a YouTube thumbnail that just showed her the girl eleven and it just said mouth breather question mark. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, like, Jesus I think I think in Mission Impossible's case, it's a perfect example of the action genre mm-hmm. 
Fast and Furious is another mm. one. People are there to see what is going to happen what this sucks. time. Yeah. And well, and they've actually leaned into it as a How franchise. do you guys feel about Toy Story being you didn't like Toy Story three seemed like such a poignant end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was ready to be done, but yeah, but money, but well, money. That's, I guess that's the scary thing about Toy Story four is because that is a movie about the characters. They lured people in with the promise of computer things puppeteering and moving around mm-hmm. and celebrity voices, but people have stayed around and it's been successful because the characters are mm-hmm. so strong. The emotional and three connection. had such an amazing climax and closure for those characters that you didn't ever really think you needed from the first movie. Yeah. But that's why I think everyone's kind of approaching, everyone that is over 13 years old is approaching for like, Yeah, what? I think what you we, we kind of- We already talked about death in the last one. Yeah, right? what yeah. you that's kind of want out of that is for 10 years from now, Pixar to make a movie that's about like, I don't know, it's just a, a movie where there's a cool female protagonist Maybe mm-hmm. she's maybe she's like a, a, a fighter or something or superhero or whatever. And then there's a scene where she goes back to her childhood bedroom and there's Toy Story toys toys in the background. Mm-hmm. And then everyone goes, "Oh my God, the character from this Pixar movie is the mm-hmm. mo- the girl from the Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's like a like a split sort of thing. Yeah, you maybe you, that's uh. maybe the most you th- I th- I think I would have ever wanted more of those characters was to see them turn up like that and you have that that you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean think, it, yeah. That, was, that was a weird thing like when Toy Story 3 was announced I was like do we need this? And you saw it, and you're like, oh, that was beautiful was closure. Excellent. That's done. And then, I mean, even two is like, cash grab. Two is great. Like, they only got better. Well, actually, I haven't seen three since it's come out. I'm just going to, generally, the brain breaks things down into three parts, beginning, middle, end. Mm-hmm. And that's why we always end up with trilogies, trilogies. right? Yeah. Sure. Is because three you have actually, this. A, and and yeah. so Toy Story 3 felt like, okay, what happens when a new toy arrives? Mm-hmm. What is the everyday existence of toys once the like the status quo has been set? Mm-hmm. And then what happens at the end of a toy's life cycle? And then you're like, okay, now I know everything. Mm-hmm. So when they go, but four, you're like, what, in the weird, what, what happens when Mandy fucks? fucks? The <laughs> premise of four seems like there's a toy that the child made. That's incorporated, and it's, it's like, like a, a monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not in Minecraft, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fidget spinner. Yeah, but it's I guess yeah. I mean, if it, if it's dealing with like Andy's drug addiction or like how much he's like he's really into whores or something, I, and the toys have to keep it a secret. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was did I send you guys that block of text where the guy talked about his like Toy Story fantasy. I don't think so. Where he was like, he was like, my fantasy is to like find the toys from Toy Story and like jizz on their faces oh. and then leave them in the room, oh, but yeah. but knowing that they can't get up and clean <laughs> it up <laughs> because because then they'll know that I know they're real and they can't do that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a real specific kink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was dark. I don't know if it was real, but no, anyway. I like it. Yeah. Are you Ninja sad right girls? now? Why for this? Ninja Turtles? Because no, James, James and I were the only ones who liked the second Ninja Turtles. We're not the only ones who liked awesome. it. We're just the only ones who saw it. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is, I think, another situation, too. This is a perfect example. This is a stupid movie with character and action, mm. but the first one doesn't have either of that. Yeah. Like The first no one is like, well, what does Megan Fox think of all this? And I'm like, she is not a character. No, She's not the character we want to see, and you're replacing her with action. She yeah. looks like CGI, but <laughs> she's not. Yeah, the human cipher character in those movies, they're just always so boring. Yeah. It's like, 
Well, so you can relate to, be. to this person. It's hey, like, no, Bumblebee's a perfect example. Oh, that, she good? Because it's basically Transformers 1 again, where it's like, oh, someone's dealing with teen issues. Mm-hmm. How are they going to deal with these teen issues and their wacky parents? Right. Except she's really interesting and good. Hmm. And Shia LaBeouf's Sam Witwicky is not interesting and not good. And she got a catchy song. She's also got a great song on those credits. Go. Gonna pick and do back. Oh. Nice. Mm. I'll take two, please. <laughs> I, I, you actually do get two versions, the 80s remix and the normal version. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I liked the Bumblebee movie, too, because there was they didn't once go, like, you know, we need all spark. and It's like it was very small. It was very small stakes. And I think when you limit yourself on how big of a world you're working in, if it's not everything's about the end of the world, you can make a far more interesting movie because well, you could focus on just the characters. Yeah, it's hard to relate to the world exploding because that's not uh, something that normal humans can relate to. Or ever well. have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it sort of, I guess, on the other hand, the Mission Impossible movies work where. Yeah, oh, that's it's frightening. Just, it's Shrek? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we well, haven't talked to the Shrek franchise. Is it a franchise? Yeah, there's yeah. like there's four, of them? four plus Puss in Boots. I just thought it was just a best big... sequel prequel ever. No. Puss in Boots 3D. We even Rock talked Vegas. about Minions. I mean, there's lots of children's franchises. Minions we was also even touched a on Beethoven movies. I mean, so I understand though, that some of those movies aren't for me or probably the audience listening to this right now. But like, like Mission Impossible is one where it kind of went down the same road as Rocky, where it's like, man, I'm getting too old for this. Hey, uh, new Jason Bourne, get in here. And, you know, we get. Hawkeye come come along <laughs> and he goes you're taking the mantle and he goes and then they think about it and go no you're not yeah I'm going to do it and he goes fine I'm going to go be Jason Bourne and then he was Jason Bourne and they said never mind <laughs> bring back Matt Damon <laughs> Jeremy I'm just saying Jeremy he, Renner has been promised two film franchises yeah. now mm-hmm. and yeah. he's gotten zero I don't think I the mean, public's also, buying in he also hasn't gotten a Hawkeye film. yeah we make Hawkeye movie you think about it I don't, think, I, think, I don't think I think Bring back no, Home Alone oh, and promise it to Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> You're Home Alone, Jeremy. So um, <laughs> maybe to kind of sum up this a little bit, we're, we're talking about the, the commonalities, the patterns that make these franchises bad or good uh-huh. or never get off the ground in the first place. Sure. Um, I don't know. Why a talent behind the screen or what makes them bad? Like, I mean, generally when they're conceived in a – a board meeting mm-hmm. yeah, between a, a bunch of math mathematicians and studio executives who yeah. think they're on the pulse of something they're not. Well, there there is that computer software program out there that they run all movies through to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. decide whether or not it'll make money. And maybe that's the real villain. No, it's the, that people that, it's the people. It's the people that <laughs> yeah, run the machine? The that use it. I trust not the machine AI. more than I trust the people. Yeah. I mean, all... <laughs> All films, for the most part, are made by a committee. Mm-hmm. There isn't just one person saying, I'm going to do this, and someone nods their head and goes, you got it. Mm-hmm. There's always concessions people are making. People will talk about Thor Ragnarok all day and say, like, Taika Waititi got to do whatever he wanted. It's like, that's not true. No. That's not true at all. He just rolled with the punches a lot better than probably someone else would have, like an Edgar Wright, sort of, and still made a probably a movie he wanted to make. But at the end of the day, there's still thousands of people working on these things. So it's just how good are you – working with people, I guess. And like, mm. how how much do you want to stick to your guns and make your vision happen um, is probably the good question. There's there's actually a really great video you should watch. I told, I think some of you guys about it. Um, Adam from Your Movie Sucks did a comparison oh, yeah. of Old Boy, yeah. Oh, yeah. original Old Boy yeah. and Old Boy 2013. I ended up listening to it. And that is, that is exactly what happens when someone has no interest in it and just it's like Spike Lee, Spike Lee mm-hmm. just didn't want to do it, or he didn't get so to make the movie the he place. wanted to. So what you get is what you see, 
And I didn't actually watch the movie, but Adam did such a great breakdown of both movies that I feel like I did. And I really do like your movie sucks. Since you did that interview, I've been watching him all the time. He is great. Uh, but he did uh, – it's an hour and a half long, but it flies by. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good, though. But that, that is a great – Old Boy is one of those movies that was made with so much care and love. And then the 2013 remake is just – it's just a cash grab, or oh, who it's knows? An obligation. Assuming. Yeah, it felt like it homework. Feels like an obligation. Which is weird because you, you combine Spike Lee and Josh Brolin. That sounds like a cool revenge. Sometimes, movie. Yeah. maybe. Yeah. Sometimes. No, Spike Lee. Both of them those. are like sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. If Spike Lee's into it, he's unbeatable. Yeah. If he's not, which he has been several times in the past, mm-hmm. it's you're like, why am I watching? Yeah. This? But then Josh Brolin in that movie, some of the scenes they showed, he had, this is some of the worst performance performances I've seen from him or any sort of actor. Is like. Probably didn't have a lot to work with, and it just it wasn't his well, type of movie. Maybe, but it's a great Thanos. Maybe lost in translation yep. too. Some things just thematically across cultures just don't, you know. Yeah. Always. I don't know. I don't know. You should watch Old Boy and also watch Adam's Channel because it's really fucking good. And then when watch Ninja Turtles two. Out of the shadow. Well, are you talking about Secret of the Ooze or Out of the Shadow? Secret of the Ooze. Have two Ninja Turtles two. You know, I could tell this wasn't. Ninja Turtles 2, they were using their weapons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were allowed to do it in the cool indie version. Mm-hmm. And the sequel came out, and the studio said, whoa, 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 Ninja Turtles can't use weapons. They punch only. I've never actually seen <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 it's because gross. even at the time, I was like, you've ruined it. <laughs> like, And I was like nine or something. I was like, nope, this looks terrible. It's you've honestly one of my it. earliest memories of being super excited for a movie and seeing it and then trying to justify to myself that it was better than it was. No, thank you. It was this and um, Batman and Robin. I remember yeah. walking out of the yeah. theater and being like, I don't feel good. Like, something's <laughs> wrong. Like, I just sat through and saw my my friends, my, my cartoon heroes do something, and something feels wrong. I don't know why I didn't like it. There's yeah. something weird. We should watch this. No. Uh, on, I think I kind of like the idea of dying having never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a death scene at the end, which is just great. Perfect. There's a franchise that I think is coming to a close that hopefully we'll talk about, which is unsplit a glass. (laughs) Is it coming to a close, or do you think that he's opening it up for more? I hope he's closing it. Uh (laughs) Because I don't know if M. Night can M. Night. I mean, but he needs these ground ball singles. (laughs) <laughs> anytime he swings for the That's fences, such a great metaphor. Every, anytime, anytime he swings for the fences, he misses hard. <laughs> uh, I hope Glass is great, and I hope we get to talk yeah. about it a little. It's bit. Looking good. I, we'll definitely talk about Let's it. Let's talk about uh, it. What? Um, talk about. We'll glass. talk about. I, said, I thought we were going to do a review on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, we yeah. will talk next about week it or the week after. Okay, probably. gotcha. That's good. Podcast. Three years from now, when we return to this subject, gotcha. Podcast just like just M. to be night. clear, <laughs> yeah. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I understand that movies are things that need to make money to exist because they're very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I do understand there's a business side of it, and I'm never advocating completely ignoring the business side of it. I just think Bumblebee is a perfect example. I said it at the last podcast, and I'll say it again. If you have to find something that just basically serves as a, as a treasury note or a check to cash, right, mm-hmm. um, just copy something better and just <laughs> do that. Steal from the best. I mean, yeah, Bumblebee copied Iron Giant, yep. and it worked really Which well. Copied E.T., Sure. You know, nothing's original, and that copied Mac and me. So yeah, you're right. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, cool. Um, thanks for coming around this week, listening to us talk about some movie franchises. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, Hims, for bringing us here this week. And uh, anything else, anybody? Or is that it? I think that's good. it. I got no. everything off my chest. What else is coming out? <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> I got a lot of movies. To see. Yeah. All right. Uh, see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>